0: 2 Chronicles this morning, if you have your Bibles and want to follow or you can follow on the screen, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and two verses of scripture this morning. Good to see Sister Faye and her family with us this morning, glad they were able to be here. Verses 21 and 22, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. You know, singing to the Lord is important. It's not for entertainment value, but singers have a place and a position and a calling and an anointing and a ministry in the house of the Lord and in the the kingdom of God. They were important for what was about to happen here. So he appointed singers unto the Lord for this reason, that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing, look what happens when they started singing. When they began to sing and to praise the Lord, or to praise the Lord, set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab enemies of Israel, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. So today, our lesson is going to be on this topic, praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Let's, let's lift our hands and pray for the message this morning. God, we just love you and thank you, Lord, for all the benefits you load us with daily. We thank you for giving us power over all the power of the enemy. We thank you, Lord, for these great gifts. Let us hear what the Spirit would say. Let it encourage us and strengthen us today. Lord, we just ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord before you're seated. Give him some praise in this house. Hallelujah. Let's give him some praise. He's worthy of it this morning. We're thankful. Praise is a weapon. You can be seated and God bless you very much today in second corinthians 10 paul wrote to the church for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds he said god has given us some weapons and we used to sing an old song with the choir that uh, our our weapons are not like they're not bombs and guns but uh, Uh, But we have praise, I can't stop praising his name. I don't know if you remember that, some of you that remember Jackson Music College would remember, can't stop praising his name. And we realize this is the way that the, the battles won through some praise. But the thing that most people do with praise is praise is a reaction. It's reactionary, it's when something happens, when something good comes your way, when a Prayer request comes through, or you get a blessing, then, well, praise God, I got that job. And oh, the Lord kept me from uh, stepping in that hole, praise the Lord. Or, you know, just whatever. It's just, you know, we usually give that praise when we get something. But praise should be more than reactionary, it should be a proactive. Uh, it, it should be something that we're already putting out there. It, it, we, we shouldn't have to wait till. Uh, we get a blessing before we praise. matter of fact, the scripture encourages us like this, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. The, uh, The scripture tells us in Psalms 150 that sure, we should praise him for his mighty acts, the things that he has done, but it also says we should praise him according to his excellent greatness, just simply because he's great. Four times in the Old Testament, it says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. So it doesn't matter whether I'm feeling it. God's still worthy of the praise. And as children of God, there should always be a praise, a high praise to our king, to our priest, to the Lord. It should always be there in our mouth. Even when we're not feeling uh, very praisey, Sometimes we don't feel like, you know, we, we, we associate praise with happiness. But you can praise Him in the pain. We, we, we think praise comes when everything's right, when everything's good, when everything's flowing, when it, my way, when, when, my, when I'm flush, when I got money in my wallet and money in the bank and, and gas in the car and food in the cupboard and, man, I can just praise God. But, but uh, we got to be able to praise Him at all times. We got. We, sometimes we, we wait, like I say, to praise him when the healing comes, but can you just praise the healer because he's the healer? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 want, we praise him when deliverance comes, but can we praise the deliverer simply because that's what he does? Or when we're waiting for this uh, need to be met, this provision to happen, can we uh, praise the provider? Just go ahead and give him praise and honor because he's worthy of that anyway. It doesn't matter what we have. Our praise should not be predicated on our circumstance. He's worthy whether I'm in the prison or in the palace. God's worthy. Whether I'm in the, in the desert uh, crawling on my hands and knees or whether I'm living it up in paradise, he's still worthy of all the praise. friend. let me tell you, we've got to learn that God gave us praise for more than just celebration. We think of praise as the time to celebrate. Well, the enemy's defeated. Let's shout. Let's praise God. But, but they, what we read this morning, they were going into the battle before the first arrow was shot. Before uh, there were any chariots rolling, they were praising God. They were singing glory and honor and praise unto him. And they, they were lifting up their voice in praise to God for his mercy endureth forever. What's mercy got to do with it? The writer in uh, lamentation said because it's of his mercies that we are not consumed. They're new every morning and so they were praising God for his mercy. They knew we're going into battle but God's good. we're going against an enemy that's as large and, and and they're mean and they're mighty and they got some great warriors there but we've got God on our side and they began to praise God and, and he said, you don't need to fight in this battle. the battle is Not yours, it's the Lord's. They knew that God was going to come through, and before they ever got uh, to the battlefield, they were coming over the hillside. I I don't know what it looked like. I don't know the landscape where they were, but I like to picture it in my mind that the enemy is settled in. They're waiting, and before the uh, armies of Israel ever get there, they hear a sound. That sounds like people singing. It don't sound. So, I, I think I might hear a chariot or two. It sounds like some marching, but I hear singing. I hear horns. I, I hear cymbals. I, I do you hear people singing? And they're coming over the hillside, praising God and worshiping God and blessing His name and, and saying, "Praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever." The Lord told him, said, "Don't set." He said, "I'm going to choose out some singers." And me and you going into battle, we're going to be like, I want that guy that's about six, eight, and 450 pounds that's toting a tree. That's what I want on my side. I, I want him. I, I want that guy with one eye that, that uh, he's, he's fought in like 40 battles. He, he's, he's killed about 1,000 men. That's the guy I want, you know. I want that, that guy that looks like some big caveman. I want this, these mighty men of valor. And, and the Lord said, Give me some singers. Uh, I got some big strong guys, back here, but I don't think they sing. Though. Well, get me some singers. Give me somebody that can praise. Give me somebody uh, that can come singing my glory. Give me somebody that believes I'm going to do something before you ever get there. Get me somebody that could praise. And maybe this is where God's teaching them something. God's trying to show them, look, I am your God. And you don't have a victory without me. And so you might as well just go ahead and start praising me anyway. Look, we don't have victory without God. We don't have blessings without God. We don't have anything without him. Everything I have is because of him, because in him I live and move and have my being. He's everything to me. And so I'm going to praise him regardless. I'm going to praise him. I'm not going to wait until I get through the battle. I'm not going to try to catch up and praise him in the middle of the battle, but I'm going to start out with a praise because God is good. He's worthy of it today. And praise is more about just singing about how good he is or singing about a situation or celebrating something. But praise was their weapon. It was their battle plan. They were going to battle with a song in their mouth. They were going to battle with a praise on their lips. It wasn't about the sword that they were carrying. It wasn't about how that could shoot that arrow. It wasn't about the shield or the armor or the number of people. It was simply about the praise to God that was on their lips. And man, if the Lord has taught me anything over these uh, 30-something years, serving him and preaching his word and, and watching as people come and go through the house of God, that when you've got a praise through every circumstance, when you can praise him in the storm, when you can praise him when it's bare, when you can praise him when it's night, when you can praise him when it's hell on earth just breaking loose all around you, when you can just praise God, you're gonna make it. But as soon as you let something steal your praise, you're on the way out. I can promise you that. And you lose your praise, you lose your weapon. That's the truth. People that will praise God, they're gonna they're gonna live a long life for the Lord. They're gonna they're gonna see some things. They, they uh, these these men they had an understanding that the battle belonged to God. The victory was God's anyway. Uh, you know, Israel said in one place, or the psalmist said, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, uh, then we would have been swallowed up. Uh, friend, if we didn't have the Lord, what would we have anyway? I'm trying to let you know you got something to get you through today. I'm trying to let you know you got something that goes before you. He goes before you. He's behind you. He's on both sides of you. But but before you ever get to your situation, God is already there. God sees what's over the horizon. He knows the size of the army. He told them in, in one place in the scripture, he said, don't be worried about the size of this multitude. Don't let what you see with your eyes scare you and don't be afraid, he said, or dismayed because of this great multitude. The battle's not yours. It's God's. One man, one prophet and his servant had an army gather around them and surround them. The servant looked out and said, Oh, hey, uh, Master, uh, how, what's going to happen to us? Look at this. And the, the prophet prayed and said, Lord, open this man's eyes. And he said, when he did, there were chariots of fire all around in the mountains and sold, you know angels and angel armies all around them that he couldn't see. You can't see what God's got planned for you. You can't see all the victory, but you need to know, as the prophet said, there'd be more for us than there are against us. We've always got somebody on our side, somebody. Uh, So so don't let what you see, don't let the odds scare you or frighten you. And no matter what the letter says that come in the mail, no matter what the lawyer or the doctor says or, or what people do or what they say, don't let that scare you. God is on your side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? And if you've got a praise in your lips, listen. You're going to be victorious. You're going to get up. We we can't live our life saying, well, if or when I get the victory, I'll praise him. Again, it's not predicated on a time or a reaction. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. It's easy to praise him when your hands are lifted in victory, but can you praise him when you're face down on the mat can you praise him when, you, when you've, you've, you feel like, I lost that round, I lost that fight? Can you praise him when things are not going your way? Can you praise him when you make that bad choice, that bad decision, when you make that mistake? Can you go ahead and praise him? When you didn't get the answer that you thought you were going to get, can you still praise him? Don't lose your praise. Friend, let me tell you something. You go ahead and praise him when you lose the battle, when you make the mistake, when you took it into your own hands and you messed it up, go ahead and praise him because if you do, you'll live the fight another day because that praise will keep you going. Our victory is tied to God and if it is tied to God, then I'm going to always be praising win or lose, I still have victory through Christ the Lord. In Deuteronomy 10 and 21 he said he talking about the Lord. He said he is your praise. Not what he did. He is your praise. Not what he provided. Come on, not the answer he gave. Not the chill bumps. That's not who that's not your praise. He is your praise and he is your God. It's your God that has done these great things for you, these great and terrible things which your eyes have seen, everything you've seen, everything that has gone on, God has done this for you. So if God is your praise, that's why you don't want to lose your praise. You lose your praise, you lose your God. That that just makes sense, don't it? If God is your praise and you lose your praise, now God's everywhere. It don't mean God disappeared or vanished. He's always around. but you lose that victory-winning power in your life. Praise will get you the victory. I wonder what we would see if we just started praising God, realizing that praise is not only about the outcome, it's about Him. If we walked in to the sanctuary, if we came in with thanksgiving, enter into His gates with thanksgiving, come on into His courts, when you came into the king's court, that was where you could uh, submit your request. That's where you could uh, come boldly before the throne. And, and I wonder what would happen if we just walked into the house of God, not waiting to see if God answers my prayer today, but just come on in saying, I'm, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Oh, come on, somebody. I, I was just thankful to be in the presence of God today. Maybe I won't get the answer. I don't know what will happen, but I'm going to come on in and praise him because he's worthy whether I'm feeling it or not. He's worthy whether or not my prayer has been answered yet or not. God's worthy of the praise. And oh, I'll tell you, you'll start seeing a different outcome in every service if you walk in with a praise on your lips. If you don't have to be prompted by the choir, if you don't have to be prompted by the worship leader to say, "Come on everybody, lift your hands. Come on, everybody, clap your hands. But if you just come in, I come in to praise him. I come in to lift him up. Listen, when you walk into this house, you don't have to wait for somebody with a microphone to say, "Let's all lift our hands." You can just come through the door saying,? Yeah. Hey, what you doing? i come. Well, this is his house, right? Yeah. So I just come in with a praise already, you know. Or or or, or hey, would you come in and you're sitting? there you just, praise the Lord. Oh, service ain't started yet, brother. No. I ain't got to wait for service to praise God. And we could just say glory to God in the highest. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is great and greatly to be praised. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. I'm just going to go ahead and bless my healer. or oh, I got a condition going on and they're working on it, but I'm going to go ahead and praise him because he's worthy. Because I'm still drawing breath. I'm still up and going. I'm still living. Oh, if we would just go ahead and come on in the house with a praise on our lips and then sometimes if we would go out of the house don't leave your praise at the altar service well I wonder what it would look like if as each one of us just went out the door today on our way to our car if we just went out going across the parking lot like this and people driving down the road going what's going on down there That's them crazy Pentecostal people. That's what's going on down there. But what if we just went out going, my God, what a service. What a presence of God. Oh, did you see people getting filled with the Holy Ghost? Did you see God moving? Did you feel that glory in that house? It just went out to your car praising. What if you just walked outside and said, whoa, it's hot, praise God for the sun. You know, sometimes, because look, as hot as it is, we still need the sun. Sometimes we may not like the things we need, but they still benefit us. And God's worthy of praise whether I like it or not. Sometimes, you know, it might be raining, but we need the rain. But, you know, you got your hair all fixed up tall and high and you got to get to your car and it's flooding. You're like, great, thanks, God. Yeah, thanks. Because the flowers are growing, the gardens are growing, things are blooming, food's uh, being taken. We need the rain. Oh, if we just decided I'm going to bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth, I wonder what we would see. Because Judah here, the the people that were praising, they didn't wait for the outcome. But Lord, we'll we'll have these singers ready and as soon as we see the last enemy hit the ground or we see them take off running, man, I'll, I'll strike up the band. He said, no, nah. he said, you're going to go, all the, the physical weapons are going to be behind you. So, so you, you want us to go walking toward the spears and toward the soldiers and toward the arrows. You, you, want, you want us with just a, 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 a shofar and a, some symbols, you, you want me to go to the battlefield. Yeah, but you're going to go with a Praise. You're going to sing to me. You're going to sing and declare praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And you're going to see what I'll do if you'll just praise me, if you just go ahead and give me some glory. And so it says, and when they sang and when they praised, God moved against the enemy. And he destroyed them. In verse 24 it says. None of them escaped. And praise will take care of all of it. God will handle all of it. And when you can just go ahead. And praise God. Before you ever get to the battlefield. You go, don't, don't wait for the victory. Don't wait for uh, the result. Praise him. While you're waiting on the result. Paul and Silas preaching God's word, turning the world upside down. People didn't like it. Beat them up, whipped them, beat them, punched them, threw them in the darkest part of the prison, chained them up, locked them up. They knew probably tomorrow we'll die. But while they were sitting in that prison, in the darkest, deepest part of that dungeon, they just began to sing praises to God. They started singing with chains wrapped around their wrists, around their ankles, they, with the door bolted tight, bloody nose, bloody lip, praising God, and suddenly it was like an earthquake happened, and chains fell off, and doors flew open, and a man that was a jailer, him and his whole family, ended up being saved and baptized and 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 salvation coming to their house simply because two men said, you know what? I'm not going to wait for the trial. I'm not going to wait for the governor to step in. I'm not going to wait for anything. We're going to go ahead and praise him now. Yeah, I got a loose tooth. I got a black eye. I got stripes on my back. Praise God. Why you? What you praising? God's still good. God didn't punch me in the mouth. God didn't punch me in. The mouth. God didn't put these stripes on my back. This is people that don't make my God done that. It don't make God unworthy of praise. Look, when people do you wrong, don't, don't take it out on God. When people lie about you or gossip about you or stab you in the back or break your heart, don't take it out on God. Don't close your mouth up to God. Well, if God really loved me, he wouldn't let them do that. God don't force people like that. He said, you just go ahead and praise him. You'll see the victory. Paul and Silas escaped the prison, escaped death, and went on preaching, lived to fight another day because they went ahead and said, we're going to praise him. If this is the last night we got, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. Just went ahead and praised him anyway. And before they ever saw the result, they wouldn't just praise him for his mighty acts. They were praising him according to his excellent greatness. Praise is a weapon. It's something God gave you. In Matthew chapter 21, Jesus, you read the story of Jesus riding in, you know, uh, it's that last week before before he goes to Calvary and he's the triumphal entry, you know, and as they come in, they're laying their coats down. They're throwing down palm branches and, and there's blessed be the name of the Lord and blessed be the king that comes in the name of the Lord and they're praising him and The Pharisees, Jews, were upset, and they're talking to Jesus, and they said, don't you hear what these people are saying? And Jesus said to them, yeah, I hear it. Have you never read this? In other words, they're just fulfilling Scripture that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. I'll never forget the first time that I got this. I I had been reading through, and I said, man, that sounds very familiar. I had just read... That somewhere in the Old Testament. So I said, I'm going to find it again, and I'm going to look it up and see uh, what he's talking about. Now, on the face value of this story, what you see is people praising Jesus as part of his story, and that's just what you read. But he was headed to Calvary. He was fixing to go and be betrayed by one of his disciples. He was fixing to go and be judged and beat and whipped and, and all the, the, the bad parts. That story in his life was about to come to pass. He was uh, praying, God, if, if it's possible, let this cup pass. I mean, he needed some strength. He needed victory. He needed to be able to do what was coming and be able to face what was coming up. So I read that, and I said, where have I read this before? And Jesus just said, it's in here because he said, have you not read? So I, so I went back and I found uh, this scripture, Psalm eight. And two, it says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Let me me back up to verse one. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that you might steal the enemy and the avenger. And so in Psalm 2 there's a word swapped right there, but it's not really swapped. It's just translated. Jesus said, have you not read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings you have perfected praise? The psalmist wrote, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings have you ordained strength? The word strength in the Hebrew is owls, not owls like hoot owls, owls, O-W-Z, and it means praise. Praise. He said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained. When God ordains something, his word don't return void. He said, I have ordained praise. This is what I, when something is ordained for something, if you're ordained into the ministry, you're ordained for that purpose. There's a, now there's a, an anointing that comes with that. There's, a, a, there's power that comes with that position and authority that comes with it. And he said, I have ordained praise praise. This is what I've put in praise so you can, I've done it because of your enemies so that you could steal the enemy and the avenger. He said, I've given you something so simple that you don't have to take a sword or a shield or a spear and fight your enemy, but you can praise me that you can just lift up your voice and realize that the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. God gave us something when He gave us that praise. Now, if He is our praise and and He's in me, greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. I've got a praise and it is for strength and power. That's what that word translates to strength and power, praise, loudness, boldness, might. There ain't nothing weak. It never says anything about entertainment, it didn't even say anything about celebration. It says, I gave you praise so you could stop the enemy, so you could win the battle, so you could get through to fight another day. And we're all the time looking for an answer. How do I make it another day? Well, if we would just wake up in the morning and say, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I'll praise the Lord according to his righteousness and sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. Oh, if you could wake up with a praise on your lips. or if you could just get up and say, oh, how am I gonna make it another day? I I, I can help you. I'll bless the Lord at all times. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let's exalt his name together. Praise is a weapon that God gave us. It's strength, it's might, it's power. And it's more than just, uh, you know, Praise God for folks that can, you know, that, that can sing on key. Praise God for them. But that ain't, even that ain't a requirement. It can be a joyful noise. It can, it can be, uh, he said, just praise the Lord. That's, you know, that's a song unto God. But in the scripture, he said, I appointed singers. There were people that I, I gave this to. So that they could sing praise. And that's why our worship uh, service is so, you, you know, it, it is, it, when you hear beautiful singing, it can be entertaining. I mean, you're like, wow, that is so good. But when you realize that they're not up here to entertain, but to usher in the presence of the Lord and to bring us uh, victory on the battlefield. When they're up here singing, they're not here to, to, to just charm us or entertain us, but they're saying, we're leading you, saints of God. We're leading you into the battle. We're headed towards something. You can't even see it yet, but we were already appointed to sing and to praise to get you there and let you know that victory is coming. And so that's why when, it's so, when they start praising and singing, man, Get up, clap your hands, step out in the aisle. You know, you can praise him in the dance. That's why we get people up here dancing and, and, and that's why we, we got instruments and symbols and things going on. And it's, again, it's not just, oh, that sounds good together. That sounds good together. God ordained it. He ordained praise. Praise with your voice, praise with your hands, praise with your feet, praise on the string instruments and the organs. Come on, he ordained that. Our victory, we, we need the preached word because we've got to be saved. It ain't no good to just win a battle and be lost, but we want to win the battle. And so it's a lot easier to preach to people who believe we're going to win. It's a lot easier to preach to people who have praised and worshiped and and know God is for me, and if God be for me, who can be against me? And it's easier for me and you to receive the word of God when we have praised him because we're praised him because we believe in him. And when you believe in him, you believe in his word. And when you believe in his word, friend, nothing is impossible because he is his word. Friend, I, I I I want you to hear me. His word will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish. And that this psalm right here, uh, eight and what we call Psalm eight and two. Just because we saw a fulfilling of it in uh, Matthew, that don't mean that was the end of it. Because it was actually being fulfilled before David ever wrote it. Because he was fulfilling it as they went out to battle. He was already fulfilling it. When they come around praising, I'll stop the enemy. I'll freeze him in his tracks. He won't be able to do anything. I'm going to take care of it. God will work on your behalf. Oh, how excellent is his name. He is great and greatly to be praised. In Psalm 118 and 14, it says, The Lord is my strength. It's the same word. So it means the Lord is my praise. He is my song, and He is become my salvation. He is become. The psalmist will say in here, Before He ever became, before He ever saved me out of this situation, He was still my praise. Before He ever fixed it, He was still my strength. He was still my praise. And he was still my song. I was still singing the goodness of God before the answer ever got here. The Bible says that Jesus is our high priest. He he, he is our high priest. and, And guess where he came from? He came out of Judah. The writer in Hebrew said, it's evident that the Lord sprang out of Judah. Well, Judah means praise. Our Lord came from praise 2 Peter 5 and 8 says for us to be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Well, a lion's scary. And I can promise you that you don't want to be out somewhere in, in Africa or wherever, wherever you might be where, they, where lions live. And hear that sound behind you. It'll make you straighten up real quick. That's an awesome sound because you realize that's that's a lot of teeth and claws. And they like meat. And uh, I'm (laughs) meat. Listen. So Peter said, hey, saints, be sober and vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion. He's making a sound. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to imitate what God wants his people to do. He said he goes about as a roar, not a charging lion, not an attacking lion. He said he's a roaring lion. He's trying to freeze you. He's trying to steal you. He's trying to stop you with his sound. But anything that comes out of his mouth, he wants to strike fear into you, make you believe that you're about to die. Because I promise you, if you was out in the middle of a grassland somewhere and heard that right behind you, you'd think this is it. <laughs> it's over. They Ain't nowhere to go. Can't climb a tree. He can climb a tree. I can't outrun him. It's over. And no matter what it shows in the movies, you ain't going to beat a line up with your fist. <laughs> I've seen movies like that, and I'm like, yeah, all right. Uh, you know, it don't happen. And that's the thing. The enemy's always trying to imitate what God has made perfect. But I also read this in Revelation 5 and 5. Behold, the lion of Judah, the lion of the tribe of Judah. You know who that is? That's Jesus. Our lion sprang out of Judah from praise. Hear what he's saying now. The lion of praise, of the tribe of praise, the root of David, has prevailed. Our line is greater than the lion of the world. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. I'm telling you, folks, that praise, living a life for God is hand in hand with praise. You, you, you're, not, you're not living a very fulfilled walk with God if you don't have a praise on your lips and I'm telling you sometimes and you just try it just be working or doing something be somewhere and, and not even in church not even listening to a podcast but just, just start praising God and see if you don't feel it because you'll feel it and, and you'll feel your help you'll realize God is going to take care of this just like he took care of Judah he said You just go go out in front singing and praising, and we'll see what happens to the enemy. Before they ever got there, God was already working. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, but thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is our praise. He sprang out of praise. He's our victory, and he lives inside of us. We are encouraged in the book of Ephesians 5, To speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns. Speak to ourselves. You encourage yourself through that praise. The praise is unto him, but it benefits you. They were singing praise to God, but it gave them the victory. Because God don't need the victory. He's already got it. We need the victory. He said, so you praise me, but it benefits you. Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing. And make it melody in your heart to the Lord. There are 150 books in the book of Psalms, and in those 150 books, we are encouraged to praise God 180 times. God's serious about this praise. He is it's a very it's an untapped resource in the walk of his children. They don't realize. Uh, you know, we, we, we're too quick to run to all other kind of things to fix our problems. And the Lord's like, where's my praise? Where is my praise? Oh, oh, I, I, I want to be this, and I want to be that. Just be a praiser. Whatever you are, be a worshiper. Be a praiser. Be a, sing unto the Lord. Praise God. Clap your hands to him. Worship God. It'll take care of you. Years ago, when I first got in the church, I'll tell you real quick, man. I, that was me. I was praising God like there wasn't no tomorrow. I had this little old truck, had a big old radio in it. I had, I was riding to work one morning. I had it cranked just wide open. You couldn't even, you couldn't hear yourself think. I had this loud. But I was listening to Charles Johnson and the Revivers. And they was singing and shouting. I was shouting with them. I was going down I-20 just shout in the cab of my truck. And some of y'all, you've heard me tell this before, but I was just praising God and just worshiping the Lord. And then in the middle of all that noise, it's like someone got right up into my ear, and I couldn't hear anything else except these words, close your eyes. Just just as calm, just close your eyes, three words. And I was driving 70 miles an hour down Probably seventy-five down I twenty, <laughs> and I just went. I shut my eyes immediately. Didn't even think about it. Just that voice. It just. I didn't even think. Hey, this is weird. There's a voice in my truck. There's, you know, death. I just. It just like I couldn't not obey it. So I shut my eyes, and as soon as I closed my eyes, I heard this pop. I felt something hit me in the face, and I opened my eyes, and there was a hole in the windshield right in front of my face. Glass all over the dash, in my lap, on my shirt. And all of a sudden, I I was like, whoo, that was the Lord. (laughs) Man, I whipped off the exit right there. Didn't have a scratch, a cut, nothing. Now, I could have got my eyes put out. I don't know what hit the windshield, never saw it, don't know what it was. Um, But it was a hole about that big right there, just boom. And I was praising him before I ever saw it. And the Lord said, there ain't no way this boy is about to get his eyes put out, wreck his truck, kill somebody else while he's praising me. So let me help him out. Close your eyes. So if you ever hear that, going down the road and it's the Lord, it's safe to do so. I don't advise driving with your eyes closed unless it's the Lord he's doing something and I think about that so many times that man how God just stepped in I wasn't looking for trouble I didn't expect trouble I didn't think anything was going to be happening that day I was just praising God I was so glad to be full of the Holy Ghost and living for him man I was just so excited about Jesus and I was just praising him And next thing I know God stepped in and said let me give you a victory over this right here God will do it know you can come on to the music this morning. We've got victory through our praise. You know, in in 1 Samuel 17, that's the the David and Goliath chapter. Now, David was a praiser. David was out of the tribe of Judah. He was out of that tribe of praise. and, And David kept sheep and praised God. He was a praiser. He was a worshiper. He wrote psalms and songs, and, and he, he was always praising God. And at the beginning of that chapter, it says that the Philistines, which were the enemy, were gathered together with their armies to battle. And they were gathered at Shokah, which belongs to Judah. Man, what's the enemy doing in your praise? Camping out in your praise. Toning you, teasing you, challenging you in your praise. It's your praise. This is Judah's valley. This valley belongs to Judah. And they come in and said, we're going to camp out right here and challenge you. We're going to fight you. We're going to enslave you. But David showed up and said, what's going on here? <laughs> How's this guy out here in our valley saying he's going to beat us? Oh, he said the Lord's got this that's why why he didn't have no problem telling Saul hey Saul don't worry I'll fight him because God's going to be before me because I've been praising long before I got here I've been worshiping God long before I picked up them rocks I've been worshiping God a long time and and he's going to be just like every other enemy I've fought God's going to do the same to him and of course you know the story David won David from the tribe of Judah defeats Goliath, the enemy. Before he ever saw Goliath, David already had the victory because he said, you come to me with swords and spears. He said, but I come at you in the name of the Lord. God is serious about praise. He inhabits the praises of his people, the scripture says. Psalm 145 And one says, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. And then one generation shall praise thy works to another and declare thy mighty acts. Praise ought to be passed around. Pass it on. Teach your kids to, to know him. But also teach them to praise Him because it's going to benefit them. It, praise changes the atmosphere. Praise changes your thoughts. It, 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 it will, it'll swirl your emotions around and get you back in the right place. You can't praise God and feel defeated. You can be crying, you can be, you can have all kinds of stuff breaking, but you can't really praise God. In his presence is fullness of joy. And joy can be going on right in the midst of trouble because my joy is in him. You can stand with me this morning. You know, a couple of services ago, it seemed like several times, the scripture got referenced that no weapon formed against me would prosper. Isaiah 54 tells us. And I thought about that. I was just rejoicing in it. Like, that's awesome. Because it's good to know that nothing that the enemy comes at me with will prosper. It might attack me, but it won't prosper. But why do we only act like that scripture is about the enemy's offense? Now, if I have a sword, I can use it for offense or defense. A weapon can be used either way. A gun can be used for offensive or defensive. It doesn't matter. It's depending on the situation. Why do we always let the enemy have the offense? He said, no weapon formed. Sometimes the enemy's weapon is trying to stop you from taking his kingdom down but he can't even defend against us because the Lord said I'm building the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us Jesus said I gave you power over all the power of the enemy now I'm not telling you to go out hunting the devil but I'm telling you that you can start praying against strongholds you can take the offensive and he ain't got no defense against it there's no weapon formed against my prayer life that's going to prosper. Come on, son. Y- y'all ain't hear me. We've thought too many times like, oh, he's, the devil's just sitting here stabbing me. Oh, just just keep stabbing me. It, it ain't going to do nothing. I'm tired of him stabbing me. And so I'm just going to pray against those things that are attacking me, and he can't even stop it because no weapon he has that was Just because it was formed against me, it was formed against... He's trying to stop you from praying, stop you from fasting, stop you from preaching, stop you... But he can't even... He don't have a defense against it. Praise is a weapon. And it is a weapon specifically designed and, and ordained, the scripture said, the Lord said, because of your enemy. You got enemies but you got a victory, you got praise.